Hi, voice teachers. It's Nikki from Full Voice Music. Today on our podcast, I'm so excited to introduce everyone to my great friend and my amazing colleague and the co-author of the Full Voice Workbook series. Her name is Mim Adams. Now, Mim is a voice professional who works with singers of all ages. She's teaching in universities and colleges as well as teaching privately, and she loves jazz music. So today's podcast is all about getting our young singers started with this wonderful genre. Now, before we dive in, I just wanted to say that this is our 10th podcast. Now, I know that's not a big number, but we now have voice teachers listening from all over the world. So wherever Ever you are. Thank you so much for your time and for tuning in. We appreciate all the great feedback and wonderful comments that people have been sending us. And we're excited to say that we've got some fantastic uh, interviews coming up and some really great uh, podcasts about running your business and all things about teaching singing. So thank you so much for your support. And uh, now I get to introduce you to my friend, Mim. Welcome to the Full Voice Podcast, resources for private, classroom, and choral music programs. And here's your host, Nikki Loney. So I am here with my great friend, Mim Adams. And uh, thank you, Mimi, for hey, coming hi. to the house. Yeah. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. We, Thanks for we, the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I pay people with for, for doing podcasts, <laughs> coffee gratitude yeah I'll do. <laughs> um so uh for those of you uh who I'm, I'm very actually excited to introduce mim to everybody so mim is obviously my partner in crime when it comes to the full voice workbook series mm-hmm. uh, we met many years ago yeah, at long and McQuaid. McQuaid. yeah and uh we were kind of just talking about everything you know, voice education, and we, we were having the same struggles, and mm-hmm. we were on the same page from day yeah. one, and and uh, I really, uh, I don't know what I'd do without you, and after all of our adventures, you're still my friend. Yay! <laughs> oh, it's all, it's so rewarding, it's so oh, good. rewarding, okay. so for multiple reasons, not just for work reasons, but for friend <laughs> reasons. So, um, I'm going to uh, brag about you, because you are awesome, Aww. so you are obviously a fantastic voice educator. You're working with with singers of all ages, really. Mm-hmm. So you have uh, you're teaching at Mohawk College mm-hmm. here in Hamilton, working yep. in the jazz program. Yep. And you also teach at York University, yep. uh, working with the jazz choir mm-hmm. there. And you've been doing that for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And you also teach privately. Mm-hmm. So what ages? Uh, multiple ages from like six ish up until senior citizens, depending on who's signing up for lessons at the time. Mm-hmm. But generally they tend to be eight ish to 14 ish. Okay. Or so. Nice. And then you also work with a, a jazz ensemble, the all-star Toronto all-star, Toronto big all-star big yeah. band. So you're working group. with the vocals, mm-hmm. vocalists with that. And on top of all of this education that you're doing and training and working with singers, you're also an amazing arranger. Mm, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to put a link to your website because uh, 
um, I know it's under construction, but yeah. you're going to be soon uh, online, you know, yeah, doing a bit uh, more. What I'm hoping to do is that's your next big product. Yeah, yeah, just like nice. And I've I've sung stuff happening. Nice. I've sung some of your arrangements. They're gorgeous. Why? Thank you. And on top of all of that, you're an amazing performer. I saw you. Was it last year at the Acoustic Lens Cafe? Mm-hmm. Just here. Yeah, I did the jazz thing. Beautiful show. Amazing performer. Confident talented awesome Thank you. it was really the sparkly enjoyed. shirt the sparkly shirt was awesome when performing it's always the right <laughs> that, that, that's a whole that's a whole other podcast yeah <laughs> how sequins can enhance your performances so uh today though our podcast is about um getting getting young singers and and you know this isn't necessarily something that we do with the six to to ten year olds, but mm-hmm. young singers being probably our teens, yeah, started, and in jazz in in the jazz genre and yeah. and introducing jazz repertoire or getting them inspired by it. Yeah, it's uh, I find like a good time to introduce jazz is when you feel like you've got a student who is technically doing pretty well. They mm-hmm. seem to be listening to to everything and learning the skills, and they're learning their songs fairly well. And maybe you're starting to feel like, like. Um, the repertoire you're doing is a bit repetitive. Like, okay, we've just done 10 musical theater songs and they're all mm. pretty good. Um, what's next? You know, like, let's delve into some, some new stuff. So, you know, and maybe you've already done some RCM as well because you can't go wrong doing a bit of that. Mm-hmm. Classical stuff. So this is, like, jazz is a really good one. So first of all, like, why jazz and what is jazz are two questions I want to talk about. Okay. What is jazz? Okay. It's humongous. All right, so let, let's start with that. I, I will ask the question. Okay. So, Mim, what is jazz? All right, so what is jazz? So we're going back to it's a, it's a style of music that was prevalent in sort of the 40s and mm-hmm. 50s, 30s, 40s, 50s. A lot of the tunes come from that era, mm-hmm. so we're just going to pick songs from that era. Um, and the style of singing is actually technically very proficient. A lot of people will think jazz, you don't have to sing well to do jazz, but that's completely untrue. That's wrong. You gotta, you gotta have your stuff together to sing that stuff. Well, one of the great stories, this is my teacher, Bob Hamper told me this, and I think it was like his niece or somebody who said one of the things she, she loves so much about Ella Fitzgerald is that she makes it sound so easy. Like Mm. you listen to Ella and you think I could sing that too. And you sing along with Ella. Ella and it feels so great so it has to do with like technical proficiency plus developing the ability to listen more and work within the sounds that you're hearing and Mm. kind of create within some boundaries there's a certain kind of improvisation we can apply to the trad vocal jazz that would be Mm -hmm. good for beginners so that's kind of where I'm going going very traditional vocal jazz mm-hmm. um very s- small elements putting it together so um yeah we don't need to start with Wayne Shorter and so why would you want to introduce this stuff is probably the next question you want to ask me oh okay all right <laughs> <laughs> uh you know actually do you want me to ask it the way the way that Sean would ask it sure let's hear it. why would you ever <laughs> want to introduce this to to uh to your students. Why, why do right. we want to? Okay, now let me ask it. So why, why do we want to? Okay. Why, why is this a good idea for developing singers to get... Okay, step one, good technique. You get to use your good technique stuff. Mm. Step two, jazz is the precursor to how we sing pop music now. And you know your young kids want to sing pop tunes. Ah. You just know it. Okay, you know say that do. again. Say that again. So jazz is the precursor 
to, to the pop music. To, to contemporary pop music. Yeah. Explain this that. Okay. The type of um, the type of embellishing and improvisation mm. that is expected, sorry, improvisation, that is expected in jazz music leads to what's going on in pop music. So we're interpreting songs in a way that is meaningful, right? Telling that story. These lyrics are very important. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the variations that we do help us to understand what's happening in songs and music. We can hear it. And then, yes, we're able to apply that. Making the song our very own. Uniquely mine. This is my way of interpreting this song. And that's really what's supposed to happen in pop music as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas, is it when our, you know, our, like, 13-year-old sings an Ariana Grande? Is that your 13-year-old's interpretation? It's not. No, they're They're just just emulating it, right? Which, Mm. sure, technically that's very difficult, but that's not them making the song their own. And... If they truly want to develop as a creative artist, it's so important to understand how to make that song your own. I really like that. I mean, that's one of the things, just sharing a personal moment. Mm -hmm. I really struggled with that as a young singer. Um, I studied classically, and I had fantastic classical teachers. But I was also singing contemporary music with my my dad. Mm -hmm. and, And I started singing, you know, country and contemporary music when I was young. But it was my classical training, which I will say, you know, instilled really good technique. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shadow any <clears throat> anything on that. But I was absolutely terrified to stray from the melody of a contemporary song because mm-hmm. you didn't do that in classical repertoire. No. You sang it as it was written, and if it was a dotted half note, you held it for three beats. Mm-hmm. And and I really struggled with that. And it took me well into my first years of college being absolutely like sick to my stomach, terrified in mm-hmm. improv class. Mm-hmm. Because what? I'm supposed to I'm supposed to scat and yeah. make up my own melody. Like yeah. I remember, like that fear is real, and it is real today. <laughs> there are people right now that are scared of There's, this. I know, and they needn't be right. <laughs> so, so I think that's a good point. Like with yeah. jazz, we're opening up that freedom to go here, mm-hmm. change and the melody a little bit. It's neat because this is the music where that is what you do, right? And and so it's appropriate to do that. It's not like we're doing something weird. It's doing what you do in this music. What we need to do is kind of approach it in different ways. So there's, it's just such a huge body of repertoire. Yeah, it is. And it's interesting because you have to look at like what's happening in the song in a lot of different ways. So step one, the first thing that we want to have in a jazz song for um, a beginner is a relatable story. Mm, okay. So, of course, that's important in lots of genres. Mm-hmm, yeah. And it's exciting for a student to like learn what the story is. You get some more poetic stuff. But there is a lot of old-timey and rather poetic lyrics in jazz standards, which kids might be like, they don't, Well, they don't you know? get it, right? So you yeah. might have to spend some time ex- talking through the text or explaining the text. Exactly. So why does it matter even more that the story is relatable? Because a key element of jazz singing is making sure that story is told. Right. Connecting to the story is step one. All the other stuff doesn't matter. If the story is not in your song, nobody really cares. You're not a jazz singer. You need the story. So number one, story. Yeah, tell the story. Tell the story. So here are some songs that I think the story is pretty relatable 
to a younger person, and you know, like they're not embarrassing to sing in a. In are you a are you gonna say Miss Otis regrets? I am not going to say <laughs> Miss Otis regrets. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Miss Otis regrets is a very very sad and dark story. <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you imagine a 10-year-old? Here's a great song for you. Yeah. It's about this woman that guns her lover down. You'd be surprised. And she's hung at the end of the song. Yeah. Oh. Kids are kind of morbid sometimes, though. They like, actually I've done a couple would... folk tunes that have these kind of things. Right. right. And they kind of like them. So one of the stories I think is very relatable, especially for younger people and teenagers, is I Fall in Love Too Easily. I love that song. Yeah. Beautiful. So the story of that, like just captures that kind of like oh like he'll never love me that kind of feeling right mm. that if if you're a teenager you feel that yeah right. am i yeah i, I yeah. totally agree i've actually <laughs> i'm gonna i've got a few singers that i think i could give that to yeah yeah and did i mention that it's short it is a short one yeah good mm-hmm. um also it's good because um one of the most famous recordings of it would be chet baker oh. and he sings it very clean Nice. So it's a good listening piece as well. You can hear it. Yeah, we'll put a, you know what? We'll put a link to that. Chet yeah, Baker's good. version is beautiful. Yeah. So a couple other little titles that I think fit in well. They've got great stories that are good. Um, Everything Happens to Me. I oh. make a day for golf. You can bet your life it rains. Oh, Pretty yeah. Great. Um, imagination. Mm. Imagination is funny. Makes a cloudy day sunny. That one would be really nice for some young kids. Okay. The bridge is a bit complicated. Anywho. Make sure it's a kid who can sing. Okay. <laughs> um, in the wee small hours of the morning. Oh, another favorite. Yes. Also short. And the other beautiful ballad, That's All. So I'm noticing a pattern. All of these ones I've picked are kind of slower songs. But I think that's okay because it gives them the time to figure out how to express the story. Right. Right. They're going to mm-hmm. have to use their dynamics, a lot of word emphasis stuff to well, get that story out. Yes. But, and then we were talking about like the, you know, the improvisation. So the slower songs might be a good place to start with, mm-hmm. whether it's ornamentation yeah. or, you know, it, it would be easier than well Joy Spring. Or yeah. <laughs> so that, in, though, it becomes its, its, its next category of tunes. So oh, okay. excellent segue. Okay. Okay. So the, the, those songs were about telling the story more. These, this next category is songs that you can play with easily, where you can um, change some of the rhythms and change some of the melody notes. Because the chords are simple kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. Well, and less, yes, the chords, but also because the melody has long notes in it. Mm. You need space. Okay, so everything happens to me. I mentioned that before. Terrible song to try to do the embellishing on because it's it's notey. It's wordy. It's all about words. Whereas... These other songs I'm going to recommend are, they have got space in the tune. My top pick for a song to start embellishing the tune. So like so ornamentation up, Yeah, kind of thing? a bit of ornamentation. Changing up the rhythm a little bit. Changing up the notes a little bit. Uh, we need songs that have a lot of space in the melody and have a pretty simple harmonic content to them. So my top pick is the song Blue Moon. I love that song. Yeah, catchy little tune. It's it's I, it's been around my entire life. Yeah, <laughs> longer than that. I'm I'm not that old. <laughs> so I think that's a nice song that people tend to like, and there's a lot of space. I have a couple other ones listed here. Story wise, some of them may be better or worse depending on the age of the student. Um, another one that's just one of my personal favorites is Time After Time. Oh, beautiful yeah. song. Um, and that one's nice because it's a positive mm-hmm. feeling song. Uh, a lot of them are very sad. Um, 
what is this thing called love? Oh. Good for the melody. Believe it or not, though, it's maybe harmonically it's kind of hard. The eh. changes are kind. They kind of fly by. Yeah, it can be surprised. But I'm I'm talking doing it a slower version. What oh. is this thing? But there. Yeah, yeah. Call You've got love. more space. Okay. Um. Oh, and here's a nice one. Um. I've never been in love before. Oh, Which is yeah. from Guys and Dolls. And Moonlight in Vermont is a pretty mm. good one too. It's nice too, eh? So if we have some singers that have already you know gotten into the musical theater, we can mm. actually say way into jazzy stuff yes. from the musical theater genre and actually mm -hmm. go into well this is also exactly. a jazz standard nice yep. i like those yep. the next part would lead into the the harmonic content that allows for uh pitch embellishment okay and that allows for the beginnings of scatting Ooh. the ever scary scatting the terrifying scatting yeah so, a song that a student recently brought to me um, that I realized was really fun. Okay. And had a, it was excellent. It was like a two chord jazzy tune. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Oh. You know that one? Uh, it's, the, the, the head is a beautiful sing. It's really? rhythmic, it's I'm fun, it's exciting. It and then just thinking about scatting over it would be nice and easy. Okay. Um, another one I just thought of the other day, which would be great for kids, is I Want to Be Happy. Mm. I want to be happy, but I won't be. And that one's nice, too, because you're singing this happy little tune, and then you're like, dooby 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 doo. <laughs> it just kind of works, right? Um, and then, I mean, there's the classic All of Me. Mm. I'm hesitant about that one, though, because as a teacher of jazz... You hear it all that It's time. kind of like, it's. I think All of Me is filed under the same, this has been done too much, like uh, The Sun Will Come Out Tomorrow from Annie. It's, yeah. It falls into that, it's really been overdone. But but yeah. again, for study, I think, you know, it's, it's it not is a, good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, there you go. Um, there's also a really great little blues that I love and mm. I love to use this as the as the basic blues like when I'm introducing blues to people um Lambert Hendricks and Ross have a great version of it singing it with lyrics and it's centerpiece centerpiece oh yeah. I forgot about that yeah <laughs> so it's good it's great. got you know a cute little story yeah and I love Lambert Hendricks and Ross they're right. so cool right so if you want to introduce the sound of the blues which of course is excellent for scatting over mm -hmm. and, and improvising over in general um, there's one other one I'll recommend on this list too, which is a neat, neat sounding song. Comes love. Comes love. Yeah. Comes a rainstorm. You can put your rubbers on your feet. Comes a snowstorm. Oh. You can get a little heat. Comes love. I think it's Cole Porter. I have oh, to double check on that. I, I go on. Yeah. I love, I love Cole Porter. Yeah. Really, really nice little tune. So what was it? These ones had pretty simple harmony that we can easily scat over. Um, then we move into the fourth category that matters. Oh. Um, rhythms. Swinging oh, rhythms. Swing so rhythms. So it's not just changing rhythms that matters. It's actually singing rhythms that fit into the music that we're singing. Okay, now before swing we rhythms. get into this, I want to... So, how about just... Let's just start with the simple swing feel. Okay. Do you, do you find your singers struggle just getting that, that swung eights? Um, generally by college, they get it. Okay. But does that mean that it feels good? Are yeah, that's what I'm talking. Yeah. Yeah, not necessarily. But you know what? It's not the eighth notes that's the problem so much. It's the quarter notes mm. and the 
syncopated pushes, mm. I think, are the things that matter more. Because sure, like you can swing your swing your eights, but that doesn't mean you feel the swing. Um, you could apply a swung eights feel to almost any song. It doesn't mean that the song is like swinging hard. Yeah, you don't have that feel. Yeah. So really, the swing starts with quarter notes. Oh. It's all about the quarter note. Um, da, 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 da. That swing, not da 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 ah. da, right? So it all comes so it's to that. The, it's the inflection on the quarter note that gets it started. Yeah, and then never um, thought of it that way. Oh well, <laughs> I have to credit Bob Pamper for that. Tell me everything I know about quarter notes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, the the swing really starts with quarter notes, I believe, and then of course the the swung eights. But then when you have those pushes, um, I thought so hard should I include this song on this list and I did not include it because I don't actually think it's a great for beginners song but the tune I remember Bob giving to me and he was like this song just swings hard is If I Were a Bell again from Guys and Dolls Guys and Dolls is a wealth of great jazz tunes right Uh, and just that first rhythm ask me how do I feel ask right Right, because if you sing it because if you sing it all legato it's you're done yeah ask me no it doesn't work oh my goodness the swing is like written into that right but then it has that crazy bridge and it's got a lot of complicated stuff after that so um did I say bridge but it modulates somewhere weird um so are you ready for the tunes that yes. I think so will help tunes, you swing real yes, hard real fast? Yes, that's, I want to hear okay. this. Okay, I have four songs. They're swinging hard tunes. Witchcraft. Love it. Okay, uh, Just In Time. Just In Time. But done as a, does in a, like a, med, a, a medium swing, right? Yeah, swing, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. If you're ready to speed it up, but we're talking beginners. We're <laughs> right, talking beginners. Right. They all laughed. And then it's got that pushes, right? Yeah, it does. It has the combination of quarter notes and syncopations with some eighth notes peppered throughout there. That's gonna that's gonna get you swinging if you can get the articulation right. Right. Ba do da, and that's what you're learning when you do it. Right. You're learning to do those sounds. Yeah. They all laughed is a good one too because then you can listen to the Ella and Louie duets. Oh yes. Oh. So, okay, and the last one, um, this is a personal favorite of mine, the tune I Thought About You, which actually that's a really nice uh, lyric song for young students, too. Hmm. It's not very specific about the romance. It's just like, you know, nice. I'm thinking about you as I'm traveling, and it's, Aww, you know, I miss okay. you. It's a, it's a, it's a nice, nice sentiment. And swings. Um, so those are my swing and rhythms recommendations. I love it. I love it. So you've, we've attached, we've got some really great, suggestions for beginners that all address the the key things for when we're starting to dig into that's right into this genre i yeah. love so it. they're all like separated because just like you know with the full voice our big point is breaking down the elements right and then gradually applying them together in the future you're going to do all that stuff at the, at the same time but these are the elements that i think right and they allow these songs out. kind of allow you to you're right to focus on specific things mm-hmm. you got to break it down that yeah. is these are great ideas yeah. i'd forgotten I about some one of these. more one more category to oh, add okay and this one is the category <clears throat> complex sounds Ooh. Yes. so the complex sounds that's also part of jazz is using sounds that are 
be, well, big and beautiful. I say big, big doesn't, isn't quite it, but just being able to hear the neat sounds that you're making in a chord. So this probably ties into why I like arranging so much. Right. And, and jazz arranging specifically, but you get these beautiful sounding chords that you're able to play with and participate in. Right. Right. Uh, a lot of pop music is triad based. Right. And sure, triads are great and have their place and their places all over music for the last 500 years. Mm-hmm. But when we get into jazz, the chords get bigger. We get seventh chords, and we get these neat extension extensions. Sounds. Yeah. And we don't need to explain to the kids exactly what they're... You're like, you're singing a flat 13, amazing. It doesn't matter to them that they're mm-hmm. singing that. They just need to be able to hear that they're singing this neat, complex sound mm-hmm. and enjoy it. So um, I found two songs that I think have both a relatability to them and are singable yet complex sounding so they're like difficult but easy right that makes sense they sound harder than they are right yeah, yeah no okay okay so um my two choices for this um born to be blue oh you okay know that one mm-hmm. uh, another like chet baker i think is mm-hmm. one of the definitive mm-hmm. recordings of that and uh another song there's no you and it's nice too because those songs are very repetitive they're like a a b a form mm-hmm. with that complex sound written in so you're not embellishing or anything you're simply experimenting Mm. with these sounds when you're working with your singers do you discuss the unique forms in each piece do you go through yeah very much so and i try to introduce that in every song that i do okay two reasons one i know that this matters Yes. For all of the music they're going to do in the future, just understanding sections of songs. Form, right. Yeah. yeah. Analysis. Yeah. So even for my little wee ones, I'm like, did you hear that repeated section? And I'll say, we're going to call it A. <laughs> I don't necessarily delve in with some of the littler ones, but I do that. So two, also, so we can quickly reference parts of our song. Mm, mm-hmm. It's just great. I love being able to say, go back to B. You know, well, and, and I try to change up the terminology. Take it to the bridge. Okay. I love saying that stuff. It'll be a little different based on where the student is at. With older and kids studying jazz, boom, I'm like head, chorus, A, B, A, all that stuff. We're Tag. talking about it. Yeah, this yeah. stuff, I don't let them get away with. Right, you have to know that. I try not to let them get away with Right, that. yeah. <laughs> with the little kids, I start explaining words, and I love, one of my favorite things to do is say, when you're on the bandstand, you know... <laughs> When you're in rehearsal with your band, you're when you're on this. the bandstand making fifty dollars a yeah. week, yeah, that's always like the test for everything. I'm like, when your audience is paying fifty bucks to be there, you better not make that mistake. Yeah, things like that. <laughs> and I they hope look it's at inspiring. you, like... <laughs> right? Oh my goodness. <sighs> yeah. So I mean, kids are smart. They they can handle this stuff. They might not remember it next week. But you can tell them this stuff and gradually get it instilled in them, that these yeah. are normal things about mm-hmm. music. Sections, form markings, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah. So that, those were my five categories that I think matter for okay. the introductory jazz. So let's go over those again. So if we're, if, we're, if we're introducing jazz or we want our kids to start thinking and listening, so category let's, number one was? Relatable story. So story's number one. You've mm-hmm. got to have the story. And yeah. I think that's so, I mean, it's the same in musical theater. Right? Mm-hmm. You're, t- you're telling a story. You're mm-hmm. a character. You can't disconnect yeah. from well, that. Well, maybe here's the difference here. In jazz, you are the character. Right. You, that's why I'm using the word relatable. That kid has to be able to feel the story. Right. It's not about being someone else. It's about being you. Mm, mm. Like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then category number two. Long notes. 
long notes because so for the beginning of embellishing a melody nice long okay simple space. melodies long notes okay okay category number three simple harmony mm -hmm. for the introduction of scatting and more pitch embellishment excellent of the, of the tune category four uh swinging rhythms that are written into the tune nice and category five complex sounds written into the tune beautiful that's a great map. That's a great map for any teacher that, that wants to really help their kids get interested in it. Mm -hmm. You know what I love about jazz is is I always have, you know, some of my students are, are whatever about it. But I'm always surprised that some of my kids just gravitate to it. They mm -hmm. really are looking for this opportunity mm -hmm. to explore their voices and to explore this genre. And I think this genre gives them much more freedom. We talked about that earlier. Yeah. And some kids, not, it wasn't me. I told you my story about, you know, being terrified because I, yeah. I was never given the opportunity as a young singer. I was never told it was okay. I was never encouraged mm -hmm. to, to improvise at yes. all. And it took me years to get over that. It mm -hmm. took me years. And that also prevented me for many years being comfortable writing my own music. Mm -hmm. because that's what writing your own music is you kind of have this little idea and you kind of play with it and yeah, you noodle you with it, it and you develop it mm -hmm. I never had the courage to do that it took yeah. me years you know yeah. of well of... here's this ties into when it's um technical exercise time mm. one of my favorite things with students is can you get a starting note like hum a starting note and so many times they're like please play me a note on the piano no, no, you just you sing a hum note. a note, hum a note. And they're so scared to just do that, which as we know, um, just for general vocal confidence, that's huge. But that ties right into this stuff too, is like, oh, I can just make a sound. I can do it. Me, yeah. the singer. <laughs> I can just do a sound. That's cool. Right. I don't need a piano to do it. So tying that into exercises as well. Um, it's exciting too. I've done this with a lot of young students, whether it has gone into full-blown, we're now studying jazz, but... Just doing some some uh, improvised exercises where so I'll maybe play like a simple progression C to F or something on the right. piano and say, I just want you to ooh some long notes. Oh, I like that. Right? Or even like, because they're often very hesitant to start. So you're like, I Absolutely. want you to ooh this note. Ooh. And then you just play stuff under it while they ooh and watch their face change as the chords change. Yeah, watch like, the color drain from their face as yeah. the chords change. <laughs> Yeah, and then they kind of slowly start to get more confident with mm -hmm. them, and it's pretty neat to see the confidence build. Yeah, that they start to realize, oh, I can do this, and mm -hmm. they can create sounds that sound good, and yeah. and sounds sounds that sound bad. We did a blog post on our website a little while ago, and it was the one word that helps your students become a better singer, mm -hmm. and that word was explore, mm -hmm. giving our students the permission to make mistakes, try mm -hmm. different things without any consequences. Yeah. And that is really hard for adults, not yeah. not just kids. And especially kids that are like perfectionists, yes. right? Or kids that are all about getting it right the first time. And mm -hmm. Steve talked about that in our mm -hmm. last podcast. If you didn't check out Steve's podcast, mm -hmm. I'm talking to the audience now, about how, you know, we need to you know, we need to move away from this, just do it once and do it right nonsense mm -hmm. and get into the exploring and making mistakes. And one of the things I always say to my singers when, 
when we're not necessarily when we're doing jazz, but it's like we're gonna explore and you have to sing a whole bunch of bad notes before you yeah. can find the good notes. And I call it singing through the uglies. Yeah, oh you good. have to you have to just be okay with that. And it's it's really tough. For some kids, it really it really kind of makes them so uncomfortable and it's hard yeah. to work them through that. But I think you've given us some really great cool. ideas here. I think we can go back to the beginning and say what is jazz? Okay. And say jazz is exploration nice you know for these beginner kids they're exploring things mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. and they have to do it because that's what jazz is oh my gosh i can't believe we didn't start our podcast with just wait for it this is coming folks i have five songs you should not do Ooh. with your beginners five songs. five songs five that songs not to do on the do not perform ever yeah. list all right but i'm gonna make you wait for that because what? i just want to talk about a couple of things um Another reason jazz is great, and we kind of mentioned it, is the form of the songs is really built into paying attention to it. Mm. And that means we're paying more attention to introductions and ending songs. Mm. Like, you just kind of have to start noticing those things. We're like, in jazz, you're like, give me an eight-bar intro. You have to count those eight bars. You have to hear what's happening for those eight bars. Yeah, and it's not... and, And like classical music or musical theater you don't hear the same intro. If you're playing no. with a live musician, you're not going to hear the same intro every yeah. time. And that can really throw you off. Oh, you got to count. I love that. The number of times that I've heard students say, I can't sing that because there's no piano when there's a perfectly great playing guitar player strumming away. And they're like... They it's, I'm like, do you realize how insulting that is to your guitar player? Like, <laughs> do you realize? So Guitar players don't have feelings. <laughs> I'm saying that because my husband's a guitar player. So. She said it, not me. <laughs> um, so yeah, developing the just getting ready for things that are different than what you expect, mm. and still being able to sing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we know all about this. Well, your favorite story about doing technical exercises and you stop playing piano and they stop singing. Oh yes. Right. Yes. It, it ties into that flexibility. Um, so, I did want to say that. Oh, and also discovering the difference between jazz embellishment and pop embellishment oh so i did say earlier that jazz is the precursor to pop but the embellishment style is different so do you think you already have the answer to that (laughs) what's different (laughs) about the two (laughs) well i think in jazz you're not supposed to go yeah 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 right (laughs) pretty much yeah blue moon yeah (laughs) no yeah Exactly. Well, it all comes down to the melismas. Right. So we just don't really do the vocal ornament the same way in jazz. Okay. Right? So it's not blue moon. It's There's no glottal blue attack. Moon. Well, that's not true. No? There's, there's time and a place for glottal in jazz. Okay. It's just considerably less than in pop, which is a technique thing. Right. That's technique. Right. Um, yeah, but the embellishment style is more, is less melisma based and more lyric and rhythm and melody based. Nice. It's just different stuff. It's not about shoving a whole bunch of notes and showing off. It's about enhancing the melody. Yeah. Okay. And even when you scat, you don't scat like, you scat with dooba 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 dooba, thereby adding rhythm to It's percussive. It is. Okay. It can be. So that's that's important, I think, and that's neat for them to see those differences. So it'd be fun for a, a young young into like 
do a jazz yeah. song and then do your pop song right away and feel how different they yeah. are. Yeah, I've oft, often corrected my singers um, who are comfortable doing a lot of pop inflections. So when they do kind of creep into the jazz standard and we always mm-hmm. have a friendly conversation about that. I love your little vocal lick there, but... I don't know if it belongs there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's the best way to talk about that stuff. Yeah. And that's why we're doing it in a way is I've always felt that if you can learn one style really well, typically jazz, you can learn every other style much mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for that's, sure. Uh, that's my personal journey has been Okay, so Study I'm dying. Jazz. I'm dying. Yeah. I need to know. You need to know? I want okay. the list. You need to know. Songs that you should never sing with beginners. Ever. Okay. So... I have three songs that on my list of five songs okay. that have the same problem. Okay. When a singer learns these songs, they will probably never succeed at singing it with a live band until they're very old. Okay. Until they've gone and studied music a lot longer and worked with their teacher for a long time. So okay. this is the reason why these three songs are not on the list. They can do them for karaoke, sure. Oh, okay. Or if they have exact transcriptions and are doing covers or imitations, okay. sure. But otherwise, do not choose these songs. You're going to lead them up the wrong path. Okay. At last. At last. Yeah. You love it, right? It's the best song ever. But no, because they all put their po- they put the pop stuff through it. Well, and it's who sing who's the version that we all It's the Edda Yeah. Edda. Everyone sings Edda James's version. Right. Did you know that that song was written quite a long time before Edda James sang it and like the Glenn Miller band did that and it actually oh. is totally different. Really? Yeah, she changed it so much. So there's no way that you can have like this young person pop up on stage on the bandstand with all those guys. The wrong, they'll hear the they've heard the wrong version. That's right. Okay. And they're all just right. not going to sing the right the right jazz version. It's, they're going to get messed up basically. Okay. So unless they're doing a karaoke version, um, the other one is "Fever" by Peggy Lee. Oh my gosh, favorite. that song is a nightmare. It is nightmare. Key changes. Key changes and the word. Oh yeah, thank yeah. you. I so. I I would be glad never to hear that again. All right. This other one, stunning song. Don't pick it. Nature Boy. <gasps> I love that song. You can pick it. I sing that song. You're a trained right. pro. Oh, You're like well, a singer you. ninja. Thank you. You can do whatever you like. You oh. can sing at last and fever. At the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm doing but medley. the average 10-year-old, don't do it. What's <laughs> a boy. It's a beautiful song. It's a beautiful song. It's a haunting yeah. song, but you're right. It yeah. is. These songs should be treated as pop or... Yeah, like a pop thing. Like, we're just going to practice how to sing this thing. Karaoke tracks. Sing with karaoke. Okay, um, so that's three. Another one. <clears throat> songs like this song can be can have a lot of problems if you're not playing with someone that you've rehearsed with a lot. Don't get around much anymore. Oh, yeah. Awesome tune. Yeah. But the reason that that one and other songs like it are a no-no is it relies so much on the backup music yeah. doing specific things. Miss the Saturday dance. Not everybody is going to be able to play that right away. Right. So that can be confusing. It's not fair. I'm like sending your 10-year-old on the bandstand. Just is not fair in general. (laughs) This is how I'm approaching this. So don't send your 10-year-old on the bandstand with Don't Get Around with Jennifer. Okay, gotcha. (laughs) Counting her band. Here we go, guys. Well, I think also lyrically, eh? (laughs) Don't get around. Yeah, that one might not be good for ten year old, but you're a teenager, so that that one can cause problems. 
asked. Um, and then this was fun. I asked some of my college kids. I was like, what do you think the best, like good beginner jazz songs are? You and, asked your kids about this. Yeah. But okay. these are the college kids okay. who are like studying music right. in college. And right. they said, autumn leaves. <sighs> and I said, I don't think autumn leaves is the right song for the beginner. And like for the kid beginner. Okay. Um, and the reason being, <clears throat> everyone picks autumn leaves. It is a beautiful song, but it's got the progression. It's those two mm. fives. Mm-hmm. And for the like super beginner, we want ones. Yeah. One, 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 one. One, one, one. Maybe mm-hmm. a five and a one. Right? Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. That's a five, one song. Right. So this like cycle of two fives is actually a bit too complex. It's, I it's think. a tough one. Yeah. yeah. And the story. While beautiful is another one of those kind of poetic stories mm-hmm. that they might not latch on to so well. Right. So it's not as relatable for mm-hmm. a younger than college kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably a lot of college kids have problems relating to it, but I think it's I their think job to figure that I out. I love Autumn Leaves, but I think it, it borders on the, you know, the overdone too. Yeah, I guess. It's so. just it's been it's too much. Yeah. So there you go. That's my list of don't do it songs. I love it. Avoid. I love it. Yeah. So that's uh that's that you know going back to the um uh the uh miss don't get around much anymore um there was i'm always looking for musical uh backing tracks for my students and there was Mm -hmm. a couple of hal leonard books and there's a couple other publishers that came out with some sing-along jazz books Mm -hmm. and i have to say that they've done it there was a couple of their series that were really well done mm-hmm. had a really good jazz band like a mm-hmm. trio a, you know bass guitar or no bass piano and drums yeah and had really good feel mm-hmm. and were and i love those books they were out several years ago it was like jazz standards for women and jazz standards for men mm-hmm. but then there came a, a follow-up series of jazz sing-along jazz tracks and they didn't have a live band it was all programmed oh, no. and it was awful oh. awful 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 like if you want to never have your singers singing <laughs> with the proper groove and the gro- proper feel then mm. then use like the you need a live band you can't have a drum machine drum machines don't swing <laughs> And I was so disappointed. If I oh. had extra time, I would have sent a letter to to the publisher going, why would like you, you do this? Do you this. can't do this. Like, just don't put them out. It's not yeah. an educationally sound reference material. Yes. But But so I, I that would be my suggestion. Like, they need to have backing tracks. And YouTube is a great resource. Mm-hmm. But again, listen to the tracks because mm-hmm. some of them are really, you know, some of them are great and yeah. some of them are just, you want to avoid them. So you yeah, have to be true. really, I think, disconcerted. Disconcerting? Is that the word? Yeah. Well, about the track. that's interesting because now I'm thinking about how, for some people, probably playing, like if you're accompanying your student or you're an accompanist, how do you accompany jazz for the student mm. is maybe its own sticking point, which makes it difficult. But don't not do it. No, I think, <laughs> Just, yeah. I think I, for me, if it's possible, if I have a, uh, a I like to have a track with yeah. drums, even if it's a ballad. Mm-hmm. With The drums really help to, to get the feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a good exercise to do it with just a piano. Mm-hmm. But I think the drums really, really help. Yeah. But I really think that you have to have the right... And, you know, here's another thing, too, that I wanted to point out. Like, um, uh, and this is... I forget who told me this. We were talking about it. But if you're auditioning 
for a jazz program. So say mm-hmm. you've got a young student, they're preparing for, I don't know, Humber or Mohawk or mm-hmm. a university jazz program. They have to go in with a seasoned jazz player. Yeah. Accompanist. So much better. You yes. cannot go in. And, you know, I mean, uh, I, I know most classical accompanists would decline the offer to mm-hmm. accompany that. But I think that's... That's one of the biggest mistakes you can make is if you don't have the right accompanist, mm-hmm. you're not going to do well on it. You're not going to sing the song well and you're not going to do well yeah, on the exactly. audition. I think that's well, important. Well, these are crossing the lines between like, what is jazz? If right. you go in with not the right accompanist, your piece isn't going to be jazz. Mm-hmm. So, so, such a, like a, a hair, hair's mm-hmm. width. It is, split. you know, and one of the things, I remember one of the, the things I, I, in college, we had to do a, a song with swing. And I chose the wrong piece. I chose, mm. I chose um, uh, Nightingale sang in Berkeley Square. Mm. And my teacher called me on it. She's like, "That you're not singing it swung. It's more doo wop." Interesting. My swing, my maybe... feel wasn't right, and yeah. it was. It part. I think partly it had to do with the accompanist, the keyboard player that I had chosen. Yeah. Had his own kind of groove going on. So yeah. my swing was off and she was like, mm, no, not that's not, there. that's not the feel that you're looking for. It's really complex. <laughs> These aren't the droids. <laughs> this is not the jazz feel you're looking for. She waved her arm and yeah. I was like, whoa, not the, not the jazz feel I was looking for. But that's, that's one of the complexities of this, of this genre is that there are different grooves. Yeah. You know, you got Latin. Mm-hmm. you know latin bossa nova mm-hmm. you know um and then you've got you know some, you know medium straight ahead swing and then you've got the really fast yeah beboppy stuff there's so many yeah. and they things. all require different skills yes they all do i would say for the beginning jazzer start with ballads and medium swing nice don't even worry about the other stuff yet nice until till later Nim Adams, you have given me a list that I am going to start looking at. Yay! Um, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And thank you for, for being here for our podcast. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, this was. is the first podcast that we've I've actually sung on. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't she great? <laughs> I really want to thank you for your time and your expertise. And I mean, you love this music. This is, your, this is your passion. You it's love true. this stuff. So yeah. this is really great information. So on our podcast page, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take your list and I'm going to put as many links to what we need or to, to um, I'm going to list out the songs mm-hmm. and, uh, um, and any other links that you think might be helpful to any teachers that are working with jazz or getting kids started in it. And thank you so much. Well, this was a ton me. of fun. Yes. And, uh, you know what, um, we're going to come, I'm going to have you back because one of our podcasts that we're going to do in the future is going to be about developing your own product. Okay. We know all about that. All right. Yes. Yes, we do. So start thinking about that. You have been listening to the full voice podcast for more information and free teacher resources. Please visit our website at www.thefullvoice.com. Made by Canoe Music. CanoeMusic.ca <laughs> So go. we're being all so calm we're like, and cool. Get out of the box, but get in the box. Like, but get out. But get back in. <laughs> I love it. It's like playing outside, but not outside. Yeah. You're in the box, but it's outside. <laughs>
the box is outside. There we go. Just explaining the box in general to young singers is really confusing. <laughs> okay, kids, so we've got this box. And uh. singing normal is in the box, but you don't want to be in the box, but you don't want to be that far out of the box. Man, how to mess... We could have a podcast about messing up your kids forever. So how was your lesson, dear? Uh. Well, apparently uh. I'm supposed to get in a box and sing. <laughs> But I'm not sure. I said one of my one of my little ones the other day, like a ten year old. I was like, "Okay, so off you go to the woodshed." She's like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, you don't know what that means." I know. When and then it's then like, was she like, "Thank you, Grandma, man." <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much.